Hey, buddy, this is Greg Refner on the Abstract Podcast, and uh, we're going to do something a little different today. We have Michael Ocean, founder of Aurora, that um, is also doing some real-time call coaching software. So um, I'm really excited to dive into kind of the mind of somebody who wanted to tackle this like we're tackling it, um, and all the craziness and challenges, trials and tribulations associated with it. So Michael, please take a moment and say hi. Absolutely. Hey, Greg, everyone. Thanks very much for having me. So as you mentioned, two competitors sitting in front of each other, sharing thoughts, but um, it's a big ocean. There are tons of opportunities and potentially we can help each other, you know, create a new market. This is the way I look at it. And um, building a, you know, sales platform or something that helps with sales enablement, um, could go always like you have let's say guns of the world you can record calls you know there are tons of tools out there right now so it really boils down to help the frontliners at least for myself because there's a story you know um as of why we started aurora ai and i'm sure you have uh, you have an interesting story to share as well so happy to you know get started if that's okay with you yeah so let's um i think it's the genesis of software companies is always really interesting, especially for non-technical founders. Um, and so, you know, walk me through kind of how you got your career started in tech and, you know, as Steve Jobs would say, kind of looking back, what were those breadcrumbs that kind of led you to wanting to start Aurora? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a funny story because I was a musician. I had no idea about sales and I got these allergic reactions to so many things. So I had to stop singing and playing music. And um, I grabbed a bunch of books and I you know, kept hearing from people around me that you're good at sales, go get a sales job. So my first sales job was uh, a company named PCM and we were selling Microsoft solutions. So cloud computing, Azure to CTOs of you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies. And being honest, I hated that job. It was a corporate <laughs> job, but the training was amazing. So that, that's how things just got started for me. And from, from then moving on, I started a few early stage startups and we learned a lot. We failed a lot. We had some achievements, but um, then my last effort was with Hopin. I joined a company, Hopin, early. Then um, the company just raised series A and then it turned to a thousand headcount company. And I guess the rest is history. And what I noticed inside Hopin was, was that we are using Gong to record these calls and we have valuable data stored everywhere. But if we go back and listen to these calls and learn a few things, and let's say if we spend hours practicing it, are we going to be able to really adjust you know, our language, our approach to sales and apply it during the calls? And the answer was no. So surprisingly, you know, chatting with other uh, frontliners at Hopin, the same, you know, story. Like, yes, we learned a lot. We, you know, spent hours watching these videos or call recordings, but, you know, applying new knowledge is another ballgame. So I decided to actually tackle this problem when I was at Hopin by talking you know, to people internally. Then I went out and took interview calls with sales leaders, um, you know, in, in SaaS space. And what I noticed was um, they actually faced with the same challenge. They spend hours watching videos, but reps don't actually apply, let's say, their learnings during the calls. So 
uh, we started a company named Sell Me This Pen with my co-founder. And we tried to do uh, sales role plays at, uh, you know, at, at scale. So we said, maybe this way we can help people practice what they learn to get better. But, um, you know, sales managers didn't like it. It was like, yeah, I don't want to mandate, you know, it's not part of my mandate. I don't want to coach my people. And then we said, what if we actually can help people on field? This is the best way they can learn. And everybody, you know, agreed. So that's how Aurora was born. Said, hey, maybe we can actually help them while doing their job. So, Okay, so you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, obviously, <clears throat> but you've not seen Ocean's Eleven. So <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> and a reminder, Michael's last name is Ocean, for listeners trying to understand why that context matters. Um, okay, so you felt you experienced the same problem, right? Where there's hours and hours of video and recording. But the problem is, right? Like we have a bad day, right? You don't sleep the night before. Maybe you just got tore up by a prospect and you're heading into your next call. Everything that you spent weeks and months learning, the moment that stress reaction kicks in, right? You forget everything you learned. And it's fascinating because most cars nowadays have automatic braking, right? We've spent hours, months, and years of our life learning to drive and paying attention while we're driving, yet we still rely on technology to help us in situations where maybe things aren't perfect. And so you firsthand experienced that as well, right? And you can relate to that. So I love that. We share a similar story there. So, um, how long has Aurora been, been in business? When did you start Aurora? It's a good question. Again, this is our third iteration. We started about nine months ago where I left, you know, helping. And then we had to learn all changing, you know, the solution based on, you know, feedback we're receiving from uh, our clients. And Aurora itself been around for two months. We have the first layer of the product nailed. So we can actually transfer our conversation and based on keywords, give prompts to, to reps. But we are looking actually at building something a little bit different compared to what's out there. So typically what we see is, you know, most companies are really focused on structure, on science of sales, follow, you know, uh, this scripts or ask these good questions or add your methodology to the call. But there is an art to sales as well, you know it better. So that artistry part, what we are trying to, to do is that we get prompt about that as well. Read the room. You have three, four, let's say, stakeholders on the call. You only, you know, um, spend hours talking, minutes talking to Greg. How about the other person? You're talking too fast. You know, you, people are not engaged. So we are trying to combine art and science of sales at the same time, but again, work in progress. Nice. Okay. What have, um, so I know firsthand kind of the, some of the pains associated with trying to do this, but what have been some of the hurdles that um, you guys have faced as you've kind of gone through V1 of the product and, and gathering some, some user feedback and getting some, some real life kind of uh, usage of the product? Good question. Obviously training the models, I should say is the, the hardest part, but now focusing on the technology, and I think the biggest challenge, at least uh, for me personally, is when you try to get people on top of funnel, 
and you get compared with, let's say, call recording tools like Gong. Oh, this is another Gong. We already use Gong or we already use Chorus. So um, basically have a very clear and sharp value proposition that people understand because this is still new to so many organizations. It's been around for years, you know it better, like for call centers or you know, data centers, people are using this for more B2C environments, but in SaaS or you know, more uh, B2B space, it's still something new that people need to learn about. Yeah, so you bring up such an interesting point because like you said, it's been in call centers, it's been overseas and those you know, agent models with insurance companies and financial companies, we use it in our consumer lives every single day with our cars and our home automation. We talk to it in our phones and yet in B2B sales, it's almost like this, like, ooh, why would you want to use that type of technology and getting people to wrap their heads around not only the fact that it exists, but how they could apply it is, is a challenge, right? It's, a, it's an educational type of thing, right? Um, I like to think about kind of the first, I was one of the very early users of Gong, Michael. And I know, I remember being in a team meeting where our manager talked about Gong and it was faced with such adversity because no one wanted their calls recorded. Everyone was like, I don't need my calls recorded. I don't want managers listening to my calls. I take good enough notes. And so I feel like it's this kind of natural kind of progression. Um, if you ever read Crossing the Chasm, like you kind of got to kind of ride that wave up that bell curve to get to the point where it becomes, um, you know, adopted. And so I think it's just time, right, for both of us getting the market educated as to what technologies like Aurora can do before, you know, it replaces tools like Gong and Chorus. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you just nailed it. I guess yeah. that's really um, a challenge that I personally face as well, how to really educate the market. So I guess having these conversations like we're having right now can potentially help people understand, you know, why tools like, let's say, Abstract or Aurora should exist in the first place. So, yeah, absolutely. What um, over the past, you know, almost coming up on a year now, what have been maybe the best surprises that you've had? I know most startups are all kind of down, getting kicked in the teeth, crawling through the trenches, but what's been a surprise? What's been good over the past, you know, almost a year now? Mm, Tons of learnings, obviously. Again, we iterate three times while talking to a lot of people. Try to, you know, onboard new clients, just listen to them basically. And one shocking factor is, is that after we ran over 150 plus calls with end users of tools like Gong or Chorus or other you know, call recording softwares, that um, reps spend average five, six hours a week, if not more, listening to these calls. They still you know, carry their spreadsheet or having the notes and try to remember things because these are fast growing technology companies. They acquire companies. They, they release new, let's say, features. The pricing model changes sometimes. You have new competitors. So tons and tons of information will be you know, thrown at reps with expectations to, you, you need to know everything and perfectly. But when that fight and flight moment happens, <laughs> the call, everything is gone. 
So that's uh, that's one thing to you know that that we realize after chatting with people. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So it's um it's fascinating. We did some similar type of like user story collection when we were launching Abstract, and I would ask you like, how much time do you listen to call recordings? And they'd be like, oh, not as much as I should, or um, maybe once a month I'll sit down for a couple hours, or you know, I let the system tag me in calls I should pay attention to. And then I'd be like, okay, so those emails that you get notifications on, you know, do those go to like a special folder in your inbox? And they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, mm -hmm. that folder. I never go in that folder anymore. <laughs> and it's um, and when you and when you realize. Like we just took a customer from Chorus last week and they said Chorus had turned into a fancy call recording tool because there was so much in there that I couldn't review it all. The system wasn't smart enough to tell me what to do and my reps still made the same mistakes. And so I think uh, it's um, the kind of the behavior of all these calls that need to be recorded now to then go be analyzed. It's created like this ancillary problem that isn't solved by more dashboards and more reports and more analytics. It's solved by companies like Aurora and Abstract who are now taking that and delivering that at the moment when it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you think about like surprises, what about like from the technology standpoint, was there something that maybe you guys struggled through and you, again, you don't have to give me specifics, but maybe like, you were surprised it worked as well as it did, or you were like, huh, like that was kind of cool. I didn't know we could do that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. One thing is latency. So really picking up these keywords at the right time so you can give sharp answers, you know, specific help to, to reps so they don't get confused. Another thing was distraction. Like many sales leaders are worried about getting distracted during the call. Say, hey, my reps are going to get distracted. But designing the tool the way it's simple and easy to use, and you know, uh, we came up with this idea just to make it as simple as a plugin, like a Chrome extension, so reps can just simply, you know, remove it. It always, you know, runs in the background when they need help. It's just like having a senior rep or manager sitting on a call. Yeah, and they can just open it up and read it. So th these are two things I can mention in terms of uh, building the technology itself. Not. You know, I don't want to get into details, but um, for the art end, reading the room, really going through this like facial recognition and trying to you know match that with the voice, because sometimes like in sales you hear things, but people are not necessarily that engaged or happy about the situation. So I might say, yeah, it sounds interesting. It's really cool. I want to learn more, but the tone, your is body really language and tone, tone say something completely like, different. Oh, just finish this call. So we are trying to you know, match that and figure that out. And that's, that's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned latency. I mean, we operate in a world, Michael, where latency is not allowed, right? Like when you're doing something in real time, you can't afford for there to be any delay. And so solving for that has been for sure a fun, fun challenge and a nice surprise when it does work. Um, so let's talk about the future, right? So we, Kind of gong's got on this like seven, eight year evolution. Um, Real-time call coaching software is at the very early stages of, of kind of where gong was seven or eight years ago. And so what is, when you think about 
how technologies like ours look like seven or eight years from now, like the rate of technology doubles every year. And so it's only, it's kind of, I don't think we can wrap our heads around actually what technology can be like in seven or eight years, but what's kind of your vision for how AI and machine learning and this real time technology that we're developing plays a role in sales, let's say seven or eight years from now. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting question. The way I look at it is this way, or maybe this is my hope. Um, sales is a you know high performing career, and the way we are looking at it today is like like an order taking, even in like best SaaS companies in the world. Follow the steps, uh, do this, um, and then you'll be fine. And ask. It's not just about that. It's about um, understanding how to really have a good conversation with you know, a person in front of you, be human, have empathy. So teaching that is extremely difficult itself, but at the same time, reps have to deal with a lot of distractions. Okay, uh, now you have new tools, we have onboarding for a new company we just acquired, go you know, spend 70% of your time prospecting because we don't have good leads and NQLs coming in you know, to your pipe. So I think, again, this is, mainly my hope and hopefully future will be close to that reps will focus on selling and doing their high performing job like an athlete going inside the ring and learn how to actually you know do your do your part rather than doing tons of other things at the same time so hopefully in the future we can automate things like um i don't know giving some prep works giving some information about you know someone's persona or you know new updates about their companies during the calls so this way, they don't need to be worried about pre-call or post-call, you know, go and watch these videos and analyze everything and wait for one-on-one -on -one with your manager. So they're really focused on one thing and one thing and performing like an athlete rather than, you know, getting distracted with so many other things. I love that. I love that, right? It's uh, everybody, like my dad, he still doesn't like the fact I'm in sales. He thinks that I'm going to turn into be a used car salesman at some point. I think he thinks everybody in sales turned into be a used car salesperson. And um, I know there's a big stigma around that. Like people, you tell I'm in, I'm in software sales. And they instantly go, oh, hold on. Like you're a salesperson. I don't want to talk to you. Um, but I think the sales professional, if we use that word intentionally, is somebody that trains and practices and devotes time to perfecting their craft and understands how technology can be used to accelerate their ability to perform better and fill in maybe those time-consuming pre-call research steps that aren't fun to do, but today they're necessary evil. So yeah, I think there's some validity to that. Um, kind of wrapping this up, Michael, I, uh, I was talking with our attorneys last week and he, and the guy, one of the attorneys asked me, he's like, Hey, Greg, like if you would have known how hard this was two years ago, would you still have done it? And um, I think there's a part of me that's glutton for punishment and enjoys it. So probably, but most people like it sucks, right? There's a lot of hard days. And so if you could give maybe some pieces of advice to some, some future founders who are thinking about competing against their version of gong or chorus in the world, right? Knowing that that's a huge mountain to tackle what might be a couple of things that you would want to tell them that 
maybe you wish you would have known a couple of years ago? Good question. <laughs> there are a few things, but I'm going to start with this one. One thing is truly listen to people. So we keep talking about this active listening, but even myself, like I'm guilty of it. Like really listen, not just hear, not just record and analyze later. Listen, because they tell you about the solution better than anyone, anybody else. But at the same time, be very careful because sometimes they don't know. So especially when you're creating something you know, new, many people don't know about it. Like it's, you, you get this surprising you know, factor when you go on calls with clients. They're like, oh, is it possible to do that? But at the same time, their pain points do exist. So see if you can, through technology, can really tackle those problems and help them you know, achieve success. So listen, so you don't have to iterate a few times like we did, but we did it fast and we are happy with you know, what happened. But at the same time, you can avoid you know, all this lengthy process of going back and forth and iterating and all that stuff. This is part of it anyways, but again, yeah, you can do a better job with my idea. Another thing is um, just know what you're getting into. Like you said, you're having this mindset because some days I wake up and you feel bad and you're like, shoot, what, what the hell are we doing here? Because for a month you might not get even like a client or, you know, get any positive feedback. Just know why you started this. It could be personal. It could be bigger picture, whatever the, the why is for you. that keeps you motivated to, you know, to move forward. Otherwise, you're going to break. Whether you build, you know, abstract Aurora or anything else, startups are difficult and you get discouraged and you stop. So, yeah. So going back to that first point, um, Henry Ford has a famous quote, Michael. You know, if I would ask people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, right? Mm -hmm. And so most sales leaders, they want more in-depth dashboards, right? If you ask them what they want, you know, Steve Jobs, if you would have asked people what, what people wanted, they would have said, I want, you know, a phone call that's more reliable. You had to tell them, no, you want access to music. You want access to the internet. You want all of that with the swipe of a thumb. And so kind of falls on shoulders of, you know, individuals like us to kind of tell people what they want sometimes while listening to what their problems are that they're trying to solve for. Um, so I think I 1000% agree with you there. Don't be afraid to tell people like, no, like you don't want a faster horse. You just want to get to where you're going faster. And what if I can help that? Um, and to that point about knowing what you're getting yourself into, I might disagree with you a little bit there because I don't think there's anything you can do to prepare to know what you're getting yourself into until you've done it. Like I can talk with founders. I can talk with people like, I cannot tell you what it feels like to be on the floor in tears crying because you spent two days like trying to get something to work in preparation for a demo that didn't go well, knowing that like you have two weeks of runway left. Like you can't mentally prepare for that until you've done it. That's a good thing. So, it's the third time for me. So maybe I <laughs> so you so you know, but like. Go sit in a bathtub full of ice for two weeks and then have someone tell you to go run a marathon and then go public speaking 
in a Speedo in front of 2,000 people and do all that, right? Do all that for two weeks straight on no sleep, then you might be prepared to run, to run your own startup company. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, so, Michael, I appreciate you chatting with us. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, learn more about Aurora, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. You can reach out directly on LinkedIn, just Michael Ocean, search for, you know, I'll be more than happy to connect with anyone. <clears throat> and if you want to make it more official, um, my email is michael at meetaurora.ai and you can reach me out that way as well. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us on the Abstract Podcast today and um, definitely excited to uh, kind of uh, see if we can make this real-time call coaching segment of the market, maybe its own G2 crowd kind of uh, listing. Let's get conversational intelligence to be a thing of the past. What do you say? Absolutely. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Take it easy, Michael. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, Greg. All the best. Thank you. Bye.